Well, it's been a minute. Helipod with MJD back once again. And, uh, dude, I haven't seen you in like a month. Yeah, it's been a little more than a month. All right. I, but it's been, you know, you've been doing a great job. I've been listening. Um, <laughs> how was Kurt Warner's house? Kurt's like- house was excellent. Um, yeah, we've had some we've had some good guests. Yeah. But I figure we need to do like... Once a month with you when you're not traveling, just to keep everybody up to speed. Yeah, on what's yeah, no, going on with no. Maurice. So what we'll do is this: what we'll do like next week, I'll be able to do it. Um, but before that, then I'm, you know, I'm going on a vacation, so I want to make sure I ain't gonna tell nobody where I'm gonna be at. But I'm going on vacation for a little bit. Are oh, you gonna keep I, that on the download? We'll keep that, and then I will disclose all everything else once we get back. Okay. Well, we have a lot to talk about on the helipod with MJD, which starts right now. All right, dude, so a month, month and a half. Where you been? What have you been doing? Well, uh, had a chance to be in a movie, uh, Cheaper by the Dozens on Disney+. Plus. Didn't get it, but I took uh, some time off to go down to Miami and start training and working out, kind of where I did when I was playing a little bit. Right. Slimmed up a ton. Um, actually got a chance to train with some top-notch players. Cornerback uh, from VTech was there. Uh, a bunch of the running backs that are coming out in the draft, some wide receivers. Uh, and obviously some pros as well. So I just kind of got a chance to really dive back into just, you know, the training aspect of it. I, it was always good going there and guys like, hey, man, I remember when I was playing with you in 2007 on Madden. And I'm like, yo, chill out. You know, I still got the juice if I need to have the juice, you know. Uh, but it was it was just good, you know, being able to talk to a lot of the players about their experiences and different things. I uh, have some great stories. The Carolina Panthers are crazy. They're, they From what I heard, their practices were like – high school tackle to the ground practices like as much as possible. They wanted really? to be a physical team and they did it in practice all the time, which was which is bananas. But um but yeah, then I, you know, talked with a bunch of other guys, guys that are pending free agents, guys that just got signed, like Anthony Harris was there. Um Xavier Rhodes was there. Got a chance to really talk with him. Xavier's about, still out there, right? Oh no, he's with the, he signed up one year back with the Colts. Oh yeah, he's yeah. Back. So okay. that yeah, like so it was just you know to get to talk to them about their stuff, and they were talking to me about kind of what retirement was like, and just you know just just getting back into it. Uh, I really felt like that that month, the six six to eight weeks were uh, kind of good for my body, and just you know getting back around guys and you know showing them that I still you know even though I may talk trash about you every now and then, there's no hard feelings. It's just my thoughts on how you were playing. Well, you look good. I'm getting there. You look good. Your beard's a, your beard's a little fuzzy. No, you might yeah. need a Because that's because I'm going to the motherland. So that's all I can tell you. I don't tell you where, but I'll be in the motherland. Oh, really? Yeah, so that's why I'm the continent the of Africa. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, never been, so I want to check it out. I think that's freaking awesome. Um, well, hopefully we'll get a catch up before you take off. Oh, congratulations, UCLA in the final four. I mean, listen, we're, we're not new to th- we're not uh, new to this. We're true to this. You know, come that. on, man. It's what we do. We win. What do you expect? I it's mean, the yes, first time in like 14 years. That's you've been fine. In final four. I mean, we haven't had a, a, you know, we had Lonzo ball and then they really didn't work out. We thought we had a chance to ran into. I want to say we ran into Kentucky. Then when they had Fox, that was a good team that probably should have went. Um, then we've had good teams. You just, you know, it's the luck of the draw. And I, I love that UCLA had the playing game that kind of got them going. And then, you know, that playing game sometimes works to your benefit because you kind of get that game under your belt where you can get get on a roll. But I love it. I mean, I was at the 900 club with a bunch of people, a lot of Trojans there who were just sad because they got slapped by Gonzaga. <laughs> 
They did. They and then, you know, when in. UCLA comes out, you know, and they win win the game, we start singing the fight song and doing eight claps, and we're chanting all over the place. And was the Diamond energy, Dave leading the uh... – No, he wasn't leading it. Um, Chef Al was, so that was good. And so we were having a good time. That's pretty fun. So, yeah, 900 Club, where we, we've taped many episodes, and MJD now frequents that establishment uh, in, uh, in Manhattan Beach, which is close to us where we're taping right now. So you – we're at UCLA from 03 to 05. Yes. Okay. In 05, the Bruins made the national championship game. So yep. you were there that year, right? Yep. So that was like Aaron Aflalo and Farmar and Ryan Hollins. We were in, we, I, when, that, when that whole thing went down, when they beat Gonzaga and all that, yeah. I was in uh, Vegas for my 21st birthday. And uh, me and my boys were there having a good time and uh, got a chance to watch it. Listen, like, I, I, we've been around. Uh, I try to – it's – they say the golden years were when I was there. You said that, like, that 2000 to 2006 stretch. Um, I mean, we won – That's s- when I went to, what, three straight Final Fours? Three straight Final Fours. Softball won a national title every year I was there. Soccer was going to Final Fours in that. Swimming was winning everything. Water polo. I mean, everybody we – were, we were pretty good in football. We went 10, won 10 games one of those years. Like, so – it was like athletic dominance for a long time at the, at our school. Um, and so it's good to see these guys back, especially UCLA now with the, I mean, their best player got hurt early in the year, missed the whole season. Another guy opted out opted for the G out, League Knicks. Yeah. For the G league. And then they had another kid that got hurt as well and they're out there balling. And so uh, it's just exciting. It's good for the fan base. It's good for everybody to reach that final four and have opportunity to play for a national championship. Well, I'll tell you what I like, because we've had this discussion before about, not having your first choice as a head coach, and sometimes it, it works out. Mick Cronin was their third choice to be the head coach there. They tried to lure Rick Barnes away from Tennessee, and I know the way things have gone this year, Tennessee's probably wishing that he, he had taken that. Um, and they tried to – I think it was – was it Jamie Dixon? I think it was Jamie Dixon from TCU they tried to hire too, and that didn't work out. But now you guys are 13-point dogs. To the Zags on Saturday. That happens. Point that, listen, listen, man. We're just happy to be there right now. We're not worried about all that. I mean, Gonzaga is a great team. I want to say they they won what twenty two straight games by double digits at one point. Yeah. Like they're a good team. They're trying to go wire to wire. First time since Indiana State in seventy nine. Hey, listen. You know what? They got to play these gutty Bruins, man. For some reason, we just try to find a way to win. We, you know, we can win high score. We can win ugly playing defense like we did against Michigan. Uh, which is a different challenge. I think Gonzaga is going to play more West Coast, more fast-paced like the Bruins like to play. Uh, Michigan wanted to slow the game down and use their bigs, and so we, we were able to defend that. I, I love to see how they're able to adapt to winning, right? They can win different ways, and, and that, that's special. So hopefully we can keep that going. Yeah, Johnny Juzang and that crew uh, is going to have a lot of work to do against the Zags, but it's nice to see – the redheaded stepchild of the college scene in L.A. You're crazy. The You're crazy. No, it's hell. nice. It's nice for the, the redheaded stepchild. Are you kidding me? Listen, I get it. Everyone wants to be at SC. Everyone likes it. But they, they're, SC doesn't have as many national championships as UCLA. Right? I get it. I mean. Yeah, you're talking I, water polo. I'm talking, I'm talking all sports. I mean. Okay. This UCLA is the basketball school and USC is the football school. That's no, the way. It's, not, no, that's the way that that's it is what been. that's what people say. But when you look at the NFL and you look who's balling out there, is more Bruins balling than there are Trojans. Yeah, you might be right. I'm just, sure. I'm just, I'm just being honest. I mean, there's a guy in New York right now that may not be in New York, and he went to a certain school. There's multiple guys who play for that organization that went to that school that haven't done well. So, I'm just saying. Fair. No, I, I, I hear you. What, what was it like to go there? 
though when it was considered a basketball school did you get along with all the basketball guys yeah because it was a it was still a football school i mean to the and we knew what we were, right? It's football. We like we paid football raised all the money because you know you well, of course. the Rose Bowl, all those different things. I just being in LA in general when the Reggie Bush and all those guys were playing lights out and SC is on a roll and what they were doing was crazy because our last year we were on a roll too. We were undefeated at well, we were both undefeated at one point, um, going into like week ten or something. And I remembered like. It was we weren't used to that type of success, right? SC, those guys, uh, they had been winning consistently, and they had the big year. They wouldn't all beat Auburn like they were used to it. <laughs> but I, I remember vividly like uh, guys missing practice because they were like out. Like, it was like, oh, we're you just about too to... hung over to practice the next no, day. No, like they were they were going out during practice. Like these guys <laughs> just weren't showing up. Like it was crazy. Um, I remember going into nightclubs at twenty years old. And they're like, oh, you're good. You can walk right in. Like, anywhere we wanted to go, we were good. We had billboards all over the city because there's no NFL team there. So, like, it was, like, Reggie Bush or myself or Mercedes Lewis. And, like, we just – we were just every – like, we were L.A. at that point. It was bananas. And so it's 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 funny now because, like, I always tell people, like, at 18, 19, 20, I was doing what people are doing now. Right. Because there was no NFL team here. So we were partying with – the Lakers, we were partying with the Clippers, we were partying with the baseball teams, the hot like we were everywhere they were. Um all the same club. All the same club. The Grammys, we were in the group like we, we did all those things. We did everything. Like Diddy's part. We were doing all those stuff at 19, 20 years old because we were playing well. I was all American my uh freshman year and sophomore junior year. So that that like we, that we were help, good. That helps the Q rating a little bit. Yeah, it does. And so <laughs> then then like, you know, you start to see some different stuff and you're like, wow, like this is what life could be like, you know? And so you, you, you learn to, um, I get, I guess the word is you learn to be able to you learn to handle success because it's tough. And so I remember that week, um, we were going to play Arizona. We had just, we had had a couple of comebacks. We were down and we'd come roaring back and win. And, uh, we we're playing, playing Arizona. I remember some guys missed practice and it really like upset me. I was really upset about it, but I was like, we'll beat Arizona. I'm not worried about it. We ended up getting slapped. Hmm. 52 to like 14 or oh, something. That's what happens when guys miss yeah. practice because they're just partying. Yeah, but we day. again, we then we learned how to handle success. And then we ended up getting slapped by SC later on that year, but it's neither here nor there. But I mean, at the end of the day, it was a, it was a great run. And, and it seems like the Bruins are, they're getting back to that, right? They're starting, it starts with basketball. They're getting their wins in. And once these other teams get to play, I think we'll be back to dominance again. No, I saw at the 900 club uh, a couple weeks ago. Who? Chip. I heard. I heard he was there. Yeah, had his a, birthday party there. Well, he had his birthday party there. Yeah. Congre- well, you know, some more wins. We can have more birthday parties. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we have every party for every win we have this year. That's what the plan is. Uh, old, old Chip Kelly has some work to do. Um, all right, quick break, and then we're gonna get to uh, some some real meat in this podcast, some NFL news. Time for a quick break to tell you about a couple of our sponsors. The first is Greens Plus, a leader since 1989, known for creating the first ever blended green superfood powder and the first company to infuse that green superfood powder into a bar. Greens Plus bars and powders are the best tasting, most effective way to improve your immunity, detox your body, boost your energy, and get that nutritional insurance that your body needs from organic 
gluten-free premium green superfoods. You can get it at Whole Foods, Amazon, or greensplus.com. We're going to give you free shipping and 20% off today if you use the promo code HELLO. That's greensplus.com. Also wanted to tell you about VACO. That's V-A-C-O. At VACO, they invest in your career, so you are here for the duration of theirs. VACO is a premier talent and solutions firm that provides boutique-level service with global reach in the areas of consulting, consultative project resources, executive search, permanent placement, and strategic staffing. Areas of expertise include C-suite search, accounting, finance, technology, healthcare IT, operations, administration, and international managed services. Founded by my good buddy, Brian Waller, and a couple of his friends. In 2002, Vaco has grown to serve over 40 markets across the globe. They have 1,000 employees, 5,000 consultants, and $750 million in revenue. Check them out at Vaco.com. That's V-A-C-O.com for more info on how Vaco connects people to their dream jobs and helps leading companies find talent to grow their businesses. We're back. Uh, 17 game schedule. Not a surprise. Uh, I mean, what do you mean? It's tough, man. Why is that tough? 16 games is hard. It's a marathon. You got it. And I get it. They're taking away a preseason game, but let let me, can I be honest with you, Dan? Please do. I never played in the preseason after year two. I never, what does a preseason do for me? It does nothing. It's to build the back end of your roster, which you're going to need down the road later on that fourth preseason game. I'm going to tell you a story. We had a guy, uh, I forget his name, in Jacksonville in 2007. He played in that fourth preseason game. He played tight end, fullback, defensive end, and linebacker in one game. All right? Did he make the team? He got cut. But he was on the practice squad because they saw him sacrifice his – like he was willing to do whatever it took. So they he was on the practice squad, right? So the whole season goes on. We we end up 11-5. and five. We, we have to go to Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Well – one of our tight ends gets hurt, so he gets called up. He ends up having one of the the most important plays, blocks in the game. He had to block, uh, I forget who it was on a play, on like a fourth and one play, uh, like in the second quarter that helped us like keep the drive going to go down and score. And if it wasn't for that last fourth preseason game for him to showcase his abilities, because he really didn't play, because the first the first game you kind of play, a, uh, you know, your second uh, team plays most of the first game. Then you split the the – your, so your first team game. plays a series, second team plays most of it, third team gets a little bit. Second game, it's, you know, first team's a quarter, second team two, two and a half quarters, third team the rest. Third game, the first team gets all the way to halftime, then the second team plays the rest. And the fourth game, you put all the guys in there that have kind of been practicing. Right. Starters so, don't really yeah, dress, basically, oh, no, in the fourth game. Yeah, I dress. I mean, sometimes. Don't even go. Sometimes you don't go if you don't have to. but. Right. That 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 fourth preseason game is important, and it's important to build the back end of your roster, and, and that's just one of many, I think, stories that go around. So it's going to be tough for teams to build the back end of their roster, um, and I get it. There's more money for players. There's more money for the owners, and that's understandably so. But from a football standpoint, that fourth preseason game is important because you get a chance to see guys that are going to have on the practice squad, the 53rd to about the – you know, the 42nd guy, those guys are playing. Like, those guys are going to be guys that are going to – special team guys or guys right. that are going to – you know, if your receiver goes down, your number four becomes number three all of a sudden, right? You're going to – those are reps that they're going to miss. And so, it, it's – from a football standpoint, not really happy about it. I think from a business standpoint, yeah, everyone's excited. I know some players aren't. 
but you, you get more money. Yeah, so the, what they agreed to in the new CBA was a 20-game structure, right? With the mm-hmm. preseason and regular season combined, you can never have more than 20 games. The 17-game schedule with three preseason games was a gimme. Like, we knew that yeah. was happening. We knew that was going to happen this year. All they needed to do was get at least one major TV contract worked out. They obviously did that, you know, for $100-plus billion over the next 10 years. So you knew that was coming. Now... There's going to be four international games per year. Every love team that. required to play overseas at least once love every that. eight years. I love that. Why? I, I think that is important for the game of football. I think it's important for people, uh, players, to be able to go over there and see. I think it's important for their families to be able to see something outside. I know there's going to be a game possibly in South America and in Germany, which is awesome. Um, Do you I've, think players, when you played, did you? I, I didn't. You, I didn't. I didn't appreciate it. You would now I, because I know you love to travel now. Yeah. But as a player, it's just a long flight. Yeah, it time is. Zones. It is, but it, it also express it. It uh, expands your brand, and that's what you have to understand. You have to be. You know, when once you become and once you get to the NFL, it's all about brand, right? Yes, you want to make the team, and yes, you want to play well, and all those things. But you also you have a personal brand that you want to be able to, to uh, like use right that's how you make your money off once you're done playing is your right. brand um i think going down to brazil or south america and having that fan base people wear your like i didn't really understand the the magnitude of people wearing a 32 jersey in london until i went uh two years ago and i wasn't playing and i was on the sidelines and people were cheering and they had 32 jerseys on i was like dang like that's pretty cool. It's, it's pretty cool, and, it, and and your brand is used in that way, and you're able to do different things, helping that community. You make more money from signings or different things. Like It just expands your brand. Um, and so I think what the NFL is doing, they're expanding their brand, which is going to allow every player to expand their their own personal brand. And, and, and so I encourage these guys to go out there and, and be active. I, I think Odell Beckham might have been the first one. I think – I don't know. He might not have been the first one, but he was the first one that I saw – that went to London and they were like, they had to like block off streets because there was so many people. He was at the Nike store. I remember I rem- it was like I remember that. crazy. Yeah. That's his brand, man. Like that's what made him that superstar, right? Well, like, that's what made him that $5 million a year deal with Nike. You know, football's you different never than NBA saw. guys. No, you never guys saw get that. those kind of no. contracts for shoes. Exactly. And so now he's Drake. He's in Drake videos. Like, but his brand stretches globally. And not a lot of people are able to do that. Do you think we're going to see load management coming from no teams question. now? You'll, I mean, it depends. Like, it, the NFL did a really good job the last couple of years of having divisional games at the last couple of weeks of the season, so you couldn't do the load management. But I remember when I played, we did that all the time. Like, if, if you were in the playoffs, you had a lock for the playoffs. Um, yeah, like I remember, like I said, I, I only went to the playoffs once, but I remember in 2007, we didn't even play the last game because it was like, what's the purpose? We're already locked in the fifth seed. This is an extra bye week for us. Right. And so I think you'll see that. But also, you know, there's going to be teams scrapping and fighting to try to get it to the playoffs. There's going to be teams trying to that, that, that 17th game, for example, the Rams have to play the Ravens. If that's a game for either the Ravens or the Rams or both having to win to get in, that is going to be a huge game. You know, Another interesting thought that um, I can't believe – I can't remember who said this. Maybe it was Teddy Bruschi. But <clears throat> with that extra game, it makes the number one seed and earning that bye week even more important. Oh, yeah. Because now the regular season is going to be 18 weeks long. The Super Bowl is pushed back. So the number one seeds are going to be the only teams in each conference with a bye week. That is supremely important for oh, yeah. us now. Oh, yeah. you want? I mean, we saw it, we saw it this year. I want, what was it, the Chiefs? 
and the Packers and they how they were just dismantling teams until obviously the Packers ran to the Bucks. But still, it was like they were they were rolling. Um, that number one seed is always important. First, it was a one or two seed to having that home field advantage. But now it's about that rest aspect too, getting that week off, that break where you don't have to play that weekend is going to be huge for guys. Have you thought about the effect that this could have on on the record books? in terms of getting that extra game to break records, whether it's like a single yeah, I mean, rushing record, receiving record, passing record, touchdown. Yeah, that's gonna, I mean, is. that's going to happen. Records are meant to be broken. Um, I mean, I like I said, when the league went from 14 to 16, that happened. Right. So it, it'll keep – I know eventually the league will try to get to 18 soon. So it's like that. those things are going to happen. But um, you still remember, like, we don't like to talk about it, like O.J. Simpson rushed for 2,000 yards in 14 games. Right. They, nobody's nobody's doing that. Well, and and Joe Namath threw for four thousand yards in fourteen exactly. games, exactly, and it was a big deal to throw for four thousand yards. Now you have fifteen guys a year that do that, and it's the five thousand yard number that uh, is the big one. It's only uh, happened from eight players. You know, Drew Brees, of course, has done it five times, which is remarkable. But you don't think we're going to have another two thousand yard rusher, even if we get to eighteen games? I think we will. I think we'll have another two thousand yard. I think we'll have one next year. We had one this year, right? Yeah, we'll have another one. Yeah, okay. I, I'm sure Derrick Henry will do it again. I can guarantee you he'll do it again. Uh, I hope he does. What about it? What about what? Okay, I'm going to give you a couple of records. Most likely to be broken. Passing touchdowns. That's fifty five. Mm-hmm. Receiving yards. Yep. 1,964. That's going to be tough. Or receptions, 149. Or, last one, NFL sack record, 22 and a half. So, passing touchdowns. Passing touchdowns will probably get broken. Uh, sack record depends on uh, depends on your schedule and what team. Because if you play like the Ravens, you're not going to get a sack against the Ravens. That's a good point. Right. Like, it just depends on who you, what division you're in, who, you, who you're playing. Um, Aaron Donald had 20, 20 and a half sacks. He didn't play the Ravens inside. that year. He didn't play oh. the Ravens that year. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, like, like you, you play a team that wants to run the ball and just pound you, then you're not going to, that's not going to work. Um, I think the receiving touch, the receiving yards and, re, and receptions, receptions, Mike, maybe, but what is that? Mike Thomas has that one. Yeah. 149. Remember he was catching like almost 10 to 12 passes a game from Drew Brees. So I don't see that going again. I don't see no, no one receiver doing that. Um, there's too many good receivers on teams now to have one dominant guy. So so to get to 2,000 yards receiving, so Calvin Johnson owns the receiving yardage record uh, with 1,964 yards. A player has to average 118 yards per game in a 17-game season. Over the last 10 years, only three guys – have averaged 115 yards per game. Calvin, Josh Gordon, that one really good year he had for the Browns, and Julio Jones twice. Last season, Devontae Adams led all players with 98 yeah, it's, yards it's, per it's game. It's hard. It's it's different. And he's the only guy on his team, too. So Yeah. Like it I, I think I think that the again, from a football standpoint, I think it's not having that fourth preseason game is really gonna hurt coaches, but they're gonna have to adjust, which I think everyone knows that NFL is all about adjusting and being flexible and moving. I think from a record standpoint, that's good because you'll see more numbers. It'll be better for fantasy football. Like it's 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 just it's a better business model for the NFL to have seventeen and less preseason games, seventeen regular season games, than it is obviously the other way. And it's going to be even better to have eighteen and two preseason games because you know that's the that's direction that's that's the, yeah I definitely know that. But you're going to have to expand your roster with that. Two two more games is tough. 
Like people don't understand what it's like to play a football game and what it takes for you to bounce back. I I can only imagine what these dudes have to go through now. You're not gonna be able to tackle as much in practice, like no pads after week four. Like it's gonna have to literally be technique driven practices and like you're gonna have to save dudes' bodies. The smartest teams are gonna be the ones that don't hit on the, don't hit each other, like take care of their players, have great recovery. That means your strength coach is going to be more important. Your medical staff is going to be more important. But are we now. there already, though? Yes and no. I mean, some teams are, and some coaches are still old school. Some like places, Carolina? Like, like Car- Carolina's, like what I hear, is like old, old school. Like I'm talking about like like we're, we're, we're going at it, you know? Um, that is rare in the NFL these days. I mean, but if you look at his mantra, Matt Rule's mantra is we're a tough-ass football team. Yeah. I mean, you just I always I this is what I've always believed. And, and, and I want to get into the pro day stuff here in a second. But I always believe this. When you draft a player, they better be a tough MF already because you can't make no grown man tough if he's not tough. You, know well, what I'm you saying? can't take a guy who wasn't tough and then pay him a bunch of money and then expect him to get tougher. You right? can't you can't take a guy. You just can't draft a guy. And like if you want a tough football team, that means you better draft and free agent guys better be tough SOBs, man. Like. It's because it's, it's it's. I always tell people who they are in college is who they're going to be in the pros. If he didn't tackle in college, you think he's going to tackle in the NFL? <laughs> no. Like it just it's just one of those things. So um, I again like, and I know there's a lot of teams that are up on it. Um, working with the Rams, they're one of the teams that are in the forefront of you know McVay giving his vet days and different things like that, and the way they they're going to have to do. Teams are going to have to invest more in the recovery process. Than, than ever before if you go to seven, 17. If I'm a team, if, let's say if I own the Jags, right, if I'm a part owner of the Jaguars, my if I'm sitting there and I'm talking with Shad Khan, I'm gonna be like, look, we need to invest. We need to have massage therapists here every day. We need to have chiropractors here every day. We need to have hyperbaric chambers so these guys can sleep in them. We need, like, we want it to where, like, dudes can, can, can be completely healthy. All the right. time, like take care of their bodies as much as possible. And we have to, sometimes we have to force guys to do it. Like you have a massage today, right? You Like I I, um, I was going, you know, I was just thinking about my career and I, at the end of it, I, I needed to get a massage every day and I didn't do it. But if I'd have got a massage every day, I think I would have played another three or four years. Really? Yeah. Every day during the season. If I would have got a massage Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'd have been good. What percentage of guys you think do that now? Not many. It's expensive. I, I think Tom does it maybe a couple other older guys but like you need to like take you have to reset your body you have to reset was it? james harrison used to yeah, talk about he, he would spend close to three hundred thousand dollars a year on yeah his lebron body. spends like a million dollars on his body a year like you have to if you want to play at a high level for a long time right and so those are the necessary things and as a team you want to get as many guys on your roster doing that so that they can last longer and obviously the healthier team at the end of the year wins and that's why the Bucks were able to win the Super Bowl. You brought it up with the Jags. I think, you know, Urban Meyer is is a smart dude. And he's he's one on the college level. And um, I think he'll make sure that they upgrade those facilities and they have them. Yeah, I mean, the Jags there. facilities are awesome. I know they want to get their own, like, team facility. Because right. um, they practice. They're still at this, this facility. Yeah, I think, I think the they're still going to do it at the stadium, from my understanding. They're just right. going to build a separate building for the players. Right. Like, it's not at the stadium. But still, it's... It's a good facility. Like when Shad came in there, we had it's all spa like. I mean, hot tub, cold tub. It was a sauna, steam room. It was everything you wanted, right? We we had it all. We had a walking, we had a walking cold tub where they had a like a treadmill at the bottom, right? And you'd walk in the cold water. 
to help flush your legs. It was crazy. Like, you, like those are the things like, but you have to do that to whatever the next level it is. You have to take that to the next level. Right. And have 12 of those. So yes. You get in those. Um, did you didn't even know what I was going to talk about? And you already brought the pro days and that's what uh, I wanted to head to next. So Alabama and Ohio state had their pro days yesterday. Pressure to perform on a scale of one to 10 at your pro day. Like what, did, what, what do you feel like as a player? I, well, I had the combine, so it was a little. So I'll, let me say this: training with those dudes in February and watching them practice and work and all those things, um, they're lucky. They're so lucky. Why? Because you have a long, you have an expanded time to train. That's why you see all these fast forties and all these crazy numbers. It's because these dudes been training. Some guys been training since August, right? If you opted out and didn't play the college season, right? Six some, months. Yeah, some guys have been training. Let's say if you're done in December to December to March. I get to train? Come on. I would have ran 4-1. <laughs> like, it ain't that – that ain't hard. Like, I would have did 30 on the bench. Like, it, it's it's crazy. I remember coming out, Dan, we played a, a, a game in December the 29th, and, and uh, we played in El Paso, Texas, which is, you know, El Paso, Texas, if it was like a body, it'd be like – on like the under part of your underpants kind of thing. Like it's, it's not a great place. <laughs> not your favorite spot. It's, it's not one of my favorite places to, to dwell, but neither here nor there. I hurt my shoulder in that game. So I declare anyways, and I come out, I declare on the 6th or the 7th of January. And I go to, I go train the guy who I went and Pete, it's called Bomberito Performance System. I went down there. And um, for the first Two weeks, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't run because my shoulder was messed up. So I just did rehab the whole time. The other guys are training, working out. Mind you, the combine is February, the end of February. So the set, so it's January 21st is when I can start running. Right. I had five weeks to get my 40 down to 4.3, to be able to get my bench press up, to get my body looking a certain way, uh, to be able to run and cut and do all these things in five weeks. And I was able to perform pretty well. Imagine if you had... Three months. Like just specific training for the 40, for what the you drill, eat, all that stuff. I'm going to tell you what this is what they did. They all got up at 6 a.m., they ate breakfast, they did different type of uh, massage or PT. They started training uh, from running, lifting, cutting, whatever. Um, they'd get another type of massage. Like they're, they're, your body is in peak shape. Right. And the right. food that you're getting is so healthy because I was eating it. Like it was going through you. Like you just you're just like shrinking. Mind you, you're you're in Florida. So it's what, 80, 85 degrees every day. It's hot. I mean, these dudes are in peak shape. So when I see guys running four two forties, when I see guys that look like they run a four four, but they're running four fives, like you should be doing that. I like to be honest, like you should be out here balling. Um, I think this this rookie class is going to be having exceptional, though, because of that. They're going to have an exceptional uh, season because the combine is a different beast. <clears throat> when you go to the combine, the first four days, you don't do anything but get pull, poked and prodded on. Interviews. Interviews. Up all night. You, you, you're, you're up at 5 a.m., 6 a.m. every day. You're going to bed at 11, 12 o'clock at night because you're doing interviews with teams and coaches. You got to get drug tested. You got to do different testing things for your body. Then you got doctors pulling on you and x-rays. And there's guys who are like, imagine sitting in the hospital for 10 hours. 
I've seen guys, I've heard of guys, and I've seen guys being there for like 10 to 12 hours because they had so many injuries in college that they got to get x-rays, MRIs, all these different things. Those things take time. And there's 300 people at the combine doing it in one hospital. Um, I was lucky enough, I was only there for like two hours to get like, uh, I got an x-ray on my knee and an x-ray on my ankle and that was done. Um, all that, and then you perform the last day. Now, mind you, you have to try to hydrate through and all that. You got to try to talk to your agent. You're not eating as healthy because, you know, you're eating box lunches that they're giving you or you're trying to grab a salad here or there or whenever just to fill your your body up because you have you meet with this team, this team, this team, this team, and then the, the four or five days up to the before you run. And then you lift first the bench press, and then you go and run and do all the drills at the combine. So the pro, I didn't, I didn't think about that. So pro day is far more conducive to peak performances oh, than the combine. Not even yeah, close. Because you're, I'm not meeting with any team. Like I'm not doing anything. I, I show up on my pro day. Uh, if I want to bench, I bench. If I want to do, but you run the 40 first and then you do all the other testing after that. Right. So were you surprised when you saw Justin Fields running a four, four, four at six, three, two, 28. That's the time for a quarterback since RG three. Nope. Why? Uh, follow him on Instagram and his training showed that he was in the four fours. I, I, I'll tell you what I, I, what I like and I don't like about the pro day. I like that um, a lot of these guys are running. What I don't like is guys aren't competing. If I'm a quarterback, I get it. You don't have to run a 40, but, but compete. How about put your – even if – let's say if you're, you run a five flat, who cares? Right. You just did it. Because I want my I want to know if my quarterback, when the game's online, he's going to compete and he's willing to do whatever it takes to win. We know Trey Lance is fast, but he didn't want to run. He just threw it his pro day. He didn't want to do any other uh, other stuff like that. You're not competing. At the end of the day, so the you want pro, to see all these guys running. Yeah, I, I want to see everyone do everything. I want right. I want I want you to be confident in your abilities, right? Every we know we know you can throw, but I want to see your numbers stack up against other people. Like I remember going to the combine. I'm, Reggie Bush didn't do anything, and Lindell White didn't do anything. Um, and my agent was like, do you want to run, do all this stuff? We should wait to your pro day. Cause my pro day was like another week. I was like, Oh no. Like I'm a competitor, bro. Like I don't care if I had two days to train for this. I'm gonna go out here and run four, three. I'm gonna go out here and jump and do all these things. And I'm gonna make them go catch my numbers. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put these numbers out there and I'm gonna make them go try to go get me because they didn't want to do it then. And to me, it, it made zero sense not to do it. Um, and that, you know, that it's a good and bad thing being a competitor. Sometimes that, that comes, you know, when you're hurt and you play injured, that's part of being a competitor. But also like, I feel like my career was the way it was because I wouldn't, I always competed at all times. Four, three, nine is what you ran. I just no question. Up. Probably would have ran faster if I didn't have a baggy, uh, you know, if you look at the stuff, the shirt, it was like back when the baggy shirts were in, in play, it was like a parachute, man. I probably should have <laughs> ran four, two. <laughs> That is, dude, that shirt's huge. I on told you. you I probably should have ran four yeah, two. Dread, I was out, you were rocking the dreads. Yeah, man, I was out there. I was about to take it off, but they told me I couldn't. I would have ran much faster. That's funny. I, I didn't remember that. Um, so Mac Jones has his pro day. Fields has his pro day. Fields was, was, was listen. All the quarterbacks have been impressive at their pro days. Yeah, everybody's. Um, imp- Drew Locke was impressive at his pro day. You know, you got. I think everybody after that um, Zach Wilson throw. Drew Locke did the same throw at his. Yeah, everybody's trying to do that throw. So you saw Justin Fields do it. Mac Jones wanted to roll out a few times and joked about, hey, you know, I'm not a statue. Here's the thing about Mac Jones that I find really interesting. And I don't know that we've seen this ever before. 
You look at the wide receivers he's been throwing to the last two years. All of them, all four receivers are going to be top 15 picks, not just first that, round picks. And that, that, hurts, that hurts him. Picks. I think that hurts him. That's crazy. Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith. Oh, and then, by the way, he had a top 10 pick at tackle in Jedrick Wills. And Najee Harris, potentially a first-round running back. That's, yeah, that, that's going to hurt him, and I'm going to tell you why. And this, I've always been this when I scout guys and when like you're going through the combine process now as an analyst. I want to see you do more with less. Because that's what you have to do in the NFL. Like, everything's even in the NFL. There's no – like, let's be honest. Alabama is – and I'm happy that they won. You go there to win. My oldest son wants to go there right now. I'm not now. happy that they won. They, they're a winner, right? And you, the, the talent that you just said right there – Insane. Insane. That's a great job on those coaches. But it hurts your quarterback in the long run because guess what? He's not throwing the dudes who are wide open all the time. You got to throw the dudes who aren't. And so I always – like – that's why you never see a lot of these quarterbacks that come out of these big schools are always successful because dudes are running wide open. You can't throw uh, into tight coverages and, and or tight uh, alleys and windows because you're used to throwing the guys wide open. Uh, Mac Jones may be different just because he's from Jacksonville, Florida, and, you know, people down there are a little bit different. I like I love you all down there. Um, but I think that's why you saw Tua struggle in Miami. I think that's why you see a lot of these – even even as good as Joe Burrow – the season he was having, he was struggling a ton because he wasn't throwing it to Jamar Chase and these other dudes, Justin Jefferson, running down the field wide open. Like, it, you, it, it tends to guys tend to struggle, and you got to get used to that. So here's the other interesting thing: we're going to see four quarterbacks go in the top seven or top eight. We're going to see no five question. quarterbacks go in the first round. Who's the who's the who's the four? Are you what is Lawrence, well, Trevor Lawrence, Fields, Fields, Wilson, Mac Jones, Trey Lance. I think they all go in the top ten. They might, and I, I think, think you're probably will. right. I know Carolina's going to trade up for one. Carolina's going to get one, there's no doubt. Yep. Um, the last time we saw three quarterbacks go one, two, three was 99. It was Tim Couch, Donovan McNabb, and Akili Smith. And then one of them made it. One of them made it. One of them made it. And two didn't. And the hit rate in the first round <sighs> for quarterbacks, for all players really, is about 50%. So you have five quarterbacks that are going to go in the first round. The reality is... One's going to be a superstar. One's going to be a good NFL quarterback. And you're lucky if you get a third who's a decent NFL well, quarterback. If you think There's going to be two to three washouts. Remember, what was the, fast, the, the Lamar Jackson? What was Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold, and Baker Mayfield? Yeah. Like, Lamar Jackson is a superstar. Right. We, we know that. Josh Allen's the he's gotten better. He's a superstar. Yeah, well he's go, he's done that. Well, you got to do one more year. Don't okay. just, don't okay. give me don't fair. give me the one year wonder. That's All why right. I, that's, that's why I'm fair. nervous about Zach Wilson. I didn't hear about him until this year. I don't know who he is. He didn't even know he was going to be the starting quarterback for sure his final season. That, so how do I know that you're going to lead my franchise? We you fall in one love, year, man. Yeah, we do. We are a microwave society. Yeah. What have you done for me lately? We so, have fallen in love. And then look, Sam didn't pan out. Baker. If he and Josh Rosen never really played after his first year, right? So, you you have that it's gonna happen again. Like, and I I, I got an opportunity to talk to my my agent uh, my agency the the guys on there is called the Sports Entertainment Group, and we had like a retreat, uh, virtual retreat. And I I told these guys I'm like, look, in every draft class that that this agency has, two to three guys make it. They start off with ten to twelve guys all the time, but what are you willing to sacrifice to be one of those two to three guys? And it's easy to be like right now, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be the guy. I'm going to do this. But the reason those guys flame out at quarterback are for two reasons. One, you don't have anyone to protect you. 
And two, you don't have anyone to throw the ball to, right? And if you look at it, if I'm Miami and I have Tua, Tua struggled last year, not because of the protection issues, but because he had no one to throw the ball to. What do you do? Do you go out and get Pitts? Do you go out and get Chase? Do you put another weapon? Do you go and get Waddle? Do you put a weapon around him to help him that he can go out and, like, you know, build that roster around? Do you go and get Najee later in the first round to, to help him have a back in the backfield? If you look at Joe Burrow, it wasn't the weapons with Joe Burrow. What was it? The protection. The line. Yeah, the line was terrible. You got to protect them, right? right? And, and so uh, I think those are the things that you have to, when you look at these quarterbacks and the, and the places they're going to go, are they going to have that protection and guys that go and throw the ball to? If you're the Jets – Let's say you take Zach Wilson. You've added some pieces on the outside to try to help him. You have a decent offensive line. You still need to build that up, but I think that's a good place. If you're the Niners, guess what? You're gonna you're hoping to get you know Wilson if he falls to you, but um, if not, like you have the pieces in place to win now. So whoever that quarterback is that goes to the Niners, you have a chance to be successful right away if you can play. Um, I what think. Do you, how, what do you, What do you think about? So they like. I mean, I thought there was a great press conference. They were very honest. Obviously, they trade up to get a quarterback, right? They're sitting yeah. number three right now. What, what, what do you want them to do? Jimmy G hasn't played a full season in like three years. No, Bro, I, I wanted I them to do exactly what they did. I'm just not used to that type of transparency coming from a coach and general manager well, li- and Kyle Shanahan saying, and I should know this because like you, I know Kyle, and Kyle doesn't pull punches. It's no, no. bullshit with Kyle. He goes, yeah, Jimmy's probably pissed. But you know what? Jimmy plays better when he's pissed. Well, I, w- I would say – my 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 answer, if I was Kyle, have been like, "Do Jimmy need to stay on the field?" Yeah, we can't play. We can't play ten games without Jimmy every year and expect to go to be where we accomplish our goals. Period. Right. So now we have seventeen games. That's an extra game that Jimmy ain't gonna play this year. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, so I gotta go get somebody to come in. I can't play with C.J. Beathard every time or Mullins or whoever. I gotta go get a guy. If Jimmy get hurt, I gotta go get a guy that can come in here and make this thing go. Well, the question for them is, who's it going to be? Because if you, just, I, if you I, assume that Lawrence and Zach Wilson are going one and two, which I think is what's going to happen, in my mind, well, any, any of the three. Why don't they go? It's tough, right? Any of the three. Mac Jones is the one that they supposedly like. You know, Justin Fields, obviously super talented. Just, Trey Lance, a little more green and raw. But if you keep Jimmy around, you feel like you have a Super Bowl roster. But I don't there think Mac Jones ago. is the answer. Well, I don't either. But they have, if, I mean, this is the thing. This is my issue. I think Fields is out of it because of the RG3 thing they had in Washington, right? They didn't like RG3. They didn't have uh, – it wasn't there. Um, I, and they fell in love with Kirk Cousins. Who does Kirk Cousins remind you of? Mac Jones. Exactly. And so I think that's who they're about to go get. Um, I just don't know if, he, if, he, if he's the guy, if he's the answer up there in San Fran, though. I'll tell you the guy that really intrigues me is Trey Lance. Uh, I don't. Wow. Why? He only played. He's, he's, I know. Listen, this is I, my that's thing. why you can't spend. I don't think you can spend a top three pick this on is, him. This is my thing about guys like that. Mitchell Trubisky started 13 starts in North Carolina. Yeah, that hasn't gone well. It hasn't gone well. Trey Lance, what? He had 17 starts. Uh, yeah. And one this year. They only yeah, played one like, game this year. And I know it's not his fault, but he played at North Dakota State. Like, who are you really playing? The competition isn't there. And so that's going to be a the speed. The speed from pack the pack to the NFL was unbelievable. I can only imagine what the speed is from North Dakota State to the NFL. Especially I mean, for a quarterback, for a, like those are those are things you have to look into. Now, again, I get it. Carson Wentz came in; he played well early on, but now look at him, right? He ain't been good in the last two or three years. So, like 
it's a gamble when you when you're you're doing these guys. I I, I just I just don't know how this thing is going to work out for some of these teams. You have a mock draft coming out when? Uh, a couple weeks. A couple weeks. I did my first one. A little tough on me. Um, I I think there's a safety out there that a lot of people are, are missing on. Actually, me and Bucky Brooks. Uh, at NFL Network, had a conversation. But I think Javon Holland out of Oregon is a top-notch player. Um, I think that he he should be a, a top 15, if not a top 10 pick, because he's a safety that can do everything. He didn't play this year. He opted out. Um, but he can play corner, safety, inside the nickel. He he does all that. And you you have tape of him doing that at the University of Oregon, and he turns the ball over. Um Plus, I coached him, too, in high school. I think he's going to be there. Right. We go. We buried the lead. But we it's true. just but buried it's true. the lead. Just go watch this. Watch the tape, and you tell me what you think. All right. Um, I think I knew him. At, oh, I saw him as a junior. I was like, oh, he's he could play in the league right now. That's how good he was. And he went to Oregon and was an All-American as a freshman. and a sophomore. in the league right now. You know who that reminds me of? Who did you play with that John Madden said that about? Oh, DJ Williams. DJ Williams. But Linebacker. D, but, but he's playing a different – this is a different position. Okay. He's playing safety and corner, like – A little easier than – It's a little easier on the body than <laughs> playing middle linebacker. You know what I mean? But – Did you play with – you played with DJ, I was a right? senior – he was a senior. I was a freshman. So you remember when John Madden said that about him? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Were you, at the time, were you thinking, that's crazy? No. Because DJ was a beast. DJ was uh, 6'3", 230. This is, this is when I knew, like – you watch all these movies like Jesus Shuttle, like uh, what was it? He got game and yeah. all these like the program and all those movies and stuff. I saw uh, the coach from Tennessee, Fulmer, Phil show Fulmer, up. Sure. I saw Coker. I saw Jim Trestle at Ohio State. Um, all the big name coaches coming to see DJ came to see DJ. Well, you got a lot of players on the team, but no, DJ was uh, everybody because he was the number one player in the country. Like right. it was crazy and. Uh, he was he was just a good dude. Like he he took it in stride. But like when he went to he he chose Miami and didn't play. He had to play fullback to get on the field. In Miami. I remember that's how I good that's Miami how good they then. were, right? So like I, I used to call, we talk, and he'd be like, "Bro, like it's crazy out here. Like it's it's." Well, they were loaded. They, they had they had like three or four first round picks a year when DJ was there at Miami. No, try more. No like first round first round picks. Six or seven. They had first one year. Round they picks. had five. One year they had five. They had so he played with. Uh, the linebackers alone was Dan Morgan, yep. Jonathan Vilma, him, and then another dude that I think went in the first round. It's they crazy. had they had all their DBs went in the first round. Right, had Mike Rump, Mike Rump, uh, Ed uh, Reed, Antron Roll, Ed Reed, Sean Taylor. Yep. Then you had the offensive linemen that all went like I mean, so it just it was it, crazy. And then the was, running backs, right? And running backs, yeah. They had everybody, right? So insane. they were they were going the first round, but but it was just. Seeing him and then like playing in the National Football League, I was like, yeah, like that. That's, I get it now. But when I saw this kid, um, his dad played in like Canadian football. He was born in Canada, but he had the. It's, there's sometimes you just can't coach a kid like when he sees the ball in the air, how he goes and he gets it. You right. can't coach that, right? Or you can't coach how he turns from a DB to a receiver when the ball goes up. Like he goes up and gets it like a just receiver. Just ball skills. Yeah, just tremendous ball skills. Um. And then on top of that, he returned. He's a returner, returns punts and kicks. Uh, you saw. I mean, he played when they, when Oregon played against Auburn, and and Herbert like didn't win the game for him. He's the one that covered that tight end that everyone loved at Auburn. He was locking him up, man. Like he can do all that, and especially with a guy like Kyle Pitts that's coming in, and you have Darren Waller, and you have Travis Kelsey, you have Kittle. You need guys that are big like Jalen Ramsey that can play that can play different spots and cover different guys all over the place. That's what makes him special. That's why I say he should be because he can do those things. Um, I think the corners that are coming out now, like 
the kid from Alabama and the kid from uh, South Carolina. Sertan and Horn. J.C. Horn. They are, that's the new matchup now. You have to have big, strong, physical corners who can lock up with receivers and or these receiving-type tight ends. And so the game is changing, and you have to find these guys to be able to go out there and make plays with them. So you said two weeks that's coming out? Two weeks. And He'll you, be in just there. A fir- just a first round? Yeah, just a first round. Oh, yeah, let me, and then, since we're all here on the topic, my other baby that's coming out, not this year, but next year, we had to have a conversation about it, is Carson Strong, quarterback out of Nevada. He was thinking about coming out this year, but I told him, you need a little bit more football, right? You you, you started two years, get your third year in, you know, let's let's make some play. Oh, yeah, you'll look it up. Carson Strong, we call him Juice Man where I'm from because he brings all the energy. Okay. And uh, he, he is rolling. He has Nevada rolling right now. If you look at his numbers, very similar to what uh, a lot of these quarterbacks that are coming out had. At Nevada, though, which which is special. And then another one of my other babies is uh, Jake Hayner out of Fresno State. More of a Drew Brees. He's more – I think Drew, – Drew Brees is athletic, but he's he's six foot. So that's where you get to Drew Brees comparison, but make all the throws as well. And I got some other babies coming out too. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting to get to, to kind of scout my guys that I saw in high school and, and coach them all the way up to and see them at this point. I love that. Uh, Mooch is going to be uh, a guest on our podcast next week, and I was talking to him yesterday, and we were talking a little bit about the draft, and he said, you know what's cool is I have a lot of these kids in his Under Armour All-American mm-hmm. game. Yeah. And so, like, Kyle Pitts, there's 10 guys every year that he has a personal relationship with because he coached him in that game. Yeah. So, like you – Watching all your peewee leaguers come up and yeah, through. But and I mean, Moose got them for a week, man. I had these kids for that's true. years, months. No, that's true. You know that's what I'm true. Saying? But still pretty cool. I helped, for both I helped him get recruited to college. So Carson Strong. Oh, he's was, a boy. They, they said he was going to be the, the wild card if he declared for this year's draft yeah. quarterbacks. Okay. We, right. we, but I told, he was going to. And I told him he was leaning. He wasn't He wasn't going to. He, we had talked about it. And he was, he was really like trying to figure out which way he wanted to go. And. Uh, we like his parents is is him, uh, myself, a couple other guys that we worked with him. We just felt it was it was necessary for him to go back to school. And I think he's going to go back, and he'll probably be the number one guy next year. Well, this is not the draft that he wanted to come out at six four pro style quarterback. He's oh no a he he could throw he could do all them throws that they're doing. He could do the same thing. Okay, Carson Strong. If you have not heard of Carson Strong. MJ's go check guy. out his tape on YouTube. He's a Nevada quarterback. And then Javon Holland, go check out his tape out of Oregon as well. I mean, it's, it's exciting because those two kids were on the same 7-on-7 seven seven team that I coached, and we won a lot of championships with them. And no one – Carson Strong, you know, he only had one offer? That was it, Nevada. Nevada. Because they saw uh, he was a basketball player. Sometimes it works out that way. Aaron Rodgers had to go to community college. Yeah. You know? um, all right, dude. It was good to catch up. Let's uh, let's go real have quick some lunch. before yeah. we yeah before we do this we have to talk about the Niners and the Dol- the, the Dolphins oh, yeah, trade the trade man Th- that that was big time man I well I knew that San Francisco was going to do something I just thought it would involve trading Jimmy Garoppolo right. for somebody else um, yeah I'm I'm fascinated by this trade so Miami trades the third overall pick to San Fran the Niners get essentially. Uh, they swap first round picks. They get essentially two other first round picks and a third rounder. I'm just more fascinated by what, who they're going to pick at that spot. I don't think I'm not really surprised what, by what they gave what up. What is Philly doing though? How do you slide out of six? I get it. You're trying to rebuild and you're getting more draft picks, right. but you just missed out on Chase and or, or Chase or Pitts. 
Well, I, they they feel like they'll probably be able to get one of those other receivers. Uh, Man, you, know, you get that's the problem. Don't get one another one. Get the best one. I, I, see, to me, Pitts is the guy that I'm looking at, and I'm like, what a, what a great security blanket this is for whoever for a young quarterback. Now, the one thing this tells me is they're they we already kind of knew they were they didn't want competition for Jalen Hurts. Jalen Jalen Hurts, the owner does not want a quarterback competition. He wants Jalen Hurts as the starting quarterback. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, I mean, they had competition with him and Carson Wentz. No, I know, but why. obviously, like they saw how that ruined Carson, right? That so, didn't ruin Carson. Yeah, there were a lot of things there that 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 ruined Carson and the Carson, locker room. Carson not going through his reads ruined Carson. True, and the offensive hey. line not being good. But to your point, like here's the thing. Uh, I almost said San Diego, and it's been like two or three years. The Chargers' offensive line was not great this year. They were injury-laden. Um, Burrow's offensive line wasn't great. He still looked good at times. There was a lot that was going wrong for Carson, but a lot of it, I think, it was, was so mental. And it had well, to go this with is the locker room with Nick you, Foles let me being tell the guy you something. a couple years yeah, exactly. ago. Exactly. I think, I think the Nick Foles situation, you can't put a statue of the of the backup quarterback and the coach hugging in front you, of – You love that. You, can't, you can't do that. It's a like, great point. But like, let's, let's think about it. As human beings, we are – we, we see things and we feel, right? If every day I have to walk to the stadium, I have to walk past that. Right. I'm, bro, I don't, you, you should have traded me then. Well, how about just be mentally tough? There, there's no better. there's no such thing as mentally tough with that. Now, play better, yes. You could play better, but every day you see that, you have to deal with that. You have to internalize that. You have to digest that. That, that It hurts. Just drive like, the other way around the stadium. Don't look at it. Nah, Not that hard. Man, it's, it's different, man. You can't do that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, you know, we, we'll get into this next time, too, like breaking down the NFC East and all that stuff. But, the, I mean, the Eagles are the one team in that division that I look at. and They have, they have cap issues. They're rebuilding. Yeah. You know, Washington has the defense. Dallas has pieces. Um, I think Dallas is going to be much better just because you change your D coordinator. Well, and, you know, you're going to have Dak for a whole season, hopefully, mm-hmm. and his quarterback situation is done and he's locked in. Um, Washington's interesting now. They are. They are interesting. I just you just know what Fitzpatrick's gonna give you though. Well, he's, gonna he's gonna give me a hot six lows. games yes. and then he's gonna give me a level where I'm gonna be like, dang. Right. But hopefully you can weather the storm. Well, hopefully that, them hot six defense. are at the end of the year so you can make her make a run or something, you know? Yeah, Giants will well no, the Giants they, still need to figure out what's going on at quarterback. We've talked about turn, this on the time. They, yeah, you they, hate Daniel. They Jones. turn the ball. He turns the ball over too yeah, much. He does. But but at the end of the day, this is the thing. I I love what the Niners are doing, and I think more teams should be like that. If you know you have a need, you need to address it. Well, Period. For, for instance, your Rams, your Ramley. We haven't. We had. We had an issue. Right, right. The and quarterback they, wasn't playing well. And, and San Francisco and the Rams, and I think mentally the way that those guys are built, and by those guys I mean Kyle and Sean, because those are the engines that run both of those organizations. Yes, they both have good general managers in place, but th- those coaches are the engines. They're in win now all the time. So, they do think down the road, but they, they're in win now all so the I'm time. So I'm going to tell you what happened, and then we can end the pod on this. Their system, you have to remember, that system was based out of Denver with John Elway. And who could throw it? And he was right. like, it was, he, he could throw it, but he doesn't have the arm talent of like an Aaron Rodgers no. or a Patrick Mahomes. He was solid. He was a good quarterback. He had pretty damn good arm talent, yeah. though. He was drafted major yeah. league baseball. No, he yeah. was, but, but he ain't doing what Mahomes and them were doing back then. Fair. He couldn't do that. When you see Matt LaFleur – get in there with Aaron Rodgers and they're averaging 37 points a game. And you're like, oh, this is what our offense could look like. And then you have Jared Goff who struggled the last couple years, right? I went, I do. I went back and watched his first year with Sean. Jared was just letting it go. 
I mean, he threw a, a 60-yard post to Sammy Watkins in New York in the rain. Like, he was – I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, but he wasn't doing that the last couple of years. And then you see your boy who's on your staff and then Kyle who was on Kyle's staff in Atlanta. That's the, when Kyle was the OC. He was one of his coaches there. He goes and gets Aaron Rodgers, and you see what he's doing with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams? Like, oh, no. So then I'm like, I need, some, I need an arm talent like that. Right. So I go get Stafford, the Rams, and the Niners, and a bunch of teams try to go get Stafford, but the Rams got it, got him. There you go. Now, Kyle's like, I'm not going to be the only one out here with a quarterback that can. <laughs> he's like, watching yeah, this ain't going This ain't going to work. Like, he's like, no, nah, this ain't going to work. I need, I need a guy that can make this thing go. So I, that, that's why Zach Wilson seems like the pick if the, if the Jets don't take him. But guess, guess what the Jets run? Guess what system the Jets run? The same system right. as the Niners, the Rams, and the Packers. Right. Well, because it's so, the Floor's little brother. Yeah, yeah, right. So you're you're talking about they're seeing these systems with guys, and you don't think Lafleur's little brother talks with his big brother is like, hey, what is it like with Aaron Rodgers? Right. Oh, he could do everything. Oh, we can do so. We, the playbook is wide open. Like, yeah, like I my, want that. My thing about Zach Wilson is, I think he's very similar to Sam Darnold. I, I don't know that he's that much different. So if I'm them. I better be sold that Zach Wilson is the second coming because I can't, man, I, I know they're in a tough spot. I would auction that sucker off for three more draft picks. Yeah. I would roll with Sam Darnold this year. Unless, unless you're sold, unless you are absolutely convinced Wilson's the guy. I, this you can't my, be. This is my thing. I, I think that you add, you, you definitely try to trade back and you add pieces to that, that offensive line. You add pieces in that, in that backfield. You add pieces defensively um and they've added some but it's still not enough man like and i i think sam and that system can work because it's it's a it's a very simple system for the quarterback um but also sam may be he may be a little you know what they call the yips when you're in golf and you get the little yips when you're putting yeah what they call the the shanks or the the yips yeah. yeah Like he may have that because he was coached by Adam Gase and he's like doesn't want to do all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, but how about but how about this dude? They have the second pick and the 23rd pick in the third round, right? So if you can trade back with somebody, I'm just trying to look here at, at a quarterback needy team, right? There's a bunch of them. There's a ton of them. Man. What are, Atlanta is Atlanta taking a quarterback at four? I they should. Really over you oh Matty no Ice? no no I would just no you Matty Ice you're they kind need of locked into his they, contract they need defense I think they go Parsons to be honest with you well I could see them going Kyle Pitts too um, I like Arthur Smith as as an OC so I but but here's if you, if you're if you're Arthur Smith I would think hey this is a quarterback rich draft if you can get the fourth best quarterback this year which could be a guy who's really good depending on how things play out. Let him sit for a year, do the Patrick Mahomes thing. But the other part of me is like, hey, Matt Ryan is proven. You know, you can win games. You know, you can get to the Super Bowl with Matt Ryan. Yes, he's kind of a statue now. He's a sitting target. But, like, he's a proven NFL quarterback. He's won the MVP. If you're looking for longevity, if you're Arthur Smith, maybe your first three years, you just have Matt Ryan. You just settle in there and try to build a great team around him. And then you can suddenly insert a young quarterback in, right? So maybe that's the smartest play for them. I mean, but... Yeah, my my issue is this: you're only gonna have Julio for so long, so you know you're in win mountain, win now mode. Your defense is horrendous, right. so you got to find a way to fix that. Um, I don't like. This I is, could see them drafting Kyle Pitts, dude. Yeah, at, at four if they if they stay there. I mean, the crazy thing this year is look, you're gonna have 
This is a great. This is a crazy draft because you know there's receivers. The receiver from Purdue that ran four two nine, the little short guy, yeah. more unbelievable. When you watch his tape, unguardable, and he could be a second round pick. So there's going to be a ton of guys out there in the receiver, the receiving side. I I, I think tight end, you you Kyle Pitts is better Heads than everybody. And shoulders yeah. above everybody else. I still, but I still think that there's that the Texas A.M. has a quarterback that's really good. There's a bunch of quarterbacks you get in the second and third round that you don't have to. Yeah. Mon's Mon, Mon is a good like he looks the part, right? He's big strong guy. But the crazy thing this year is, and I think for the average fan, it's going to be more exciting because you're going to see the first nine or ten picks all being skill players. Oh yes, all of them. You're not going to see uh, you'll see no you'll see off the board. You'll see Cincinnati. Cincinnati will take a lineman. I think another team will take. Uh, you don't think Cincinnati grabs a receiver? You no. Think Jamar Chase. They're at five. They don't go no. get him. No. They no. I told you they have weapons already. They do. You, but, you just drafted the kid last year from Clemson that's been balling Higgins. T Higgins. But but if if you need to protect him, you need yeah. a, you need to protect him. But Sewell's. I guess you got Rashawn and Slater you, too. And you move, oh, you move the left tackle you have now from Alabama to the right tackle, and you right. put Sewell at left. Now you have two bookend guys that can protect your quarterback, two first rounders. And you got the the Vera Tucker guy from USC too. Man, well, this is we got a whole. I don't know. We got we're almost exactly a month away, a little bit less. I can't wait. I Next week is going to be crazy. Yeah, it's going to be, dude. It's going to be fun. Um, all right, so we'll get you on at least one more time. Two more. Two, two more. more times, if you insist. Two more. Uh, before you go on your excursion to the motherland yeah all right it's fine self uh, <laughs> good to have you back bro it's good to be back dan all right we'll talk again soon